This is One on One with Stevie Fro, episode 25, Dave Faust. Welcome back to the one-on-one with Stevie Fro podcast today when speaking of the pantheon of coaches in Northern Kentucky for any sport conversation will always include today's guest coach Dave Faust of St. Henry coach. Thank you for coming, man. And how are you doing? Doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Well, you were on the list (laughs) from the very beginning. So I'm really grateful for you to be here today. Uh, coach Faust has been the boys basketball coach at St. Henry for 28 years. Uh, 1992 is your first season there? 92, 93. Yep. yep. Um, he is the longest tenured basketball coach in Northern Kentucky. And from what my records, what I went back and looked at, you are the second longest tenured coach in any sport in Northern Kentucky behind Mike Bancamper at the wrestling coach wrestling. of Campbell County, right? Yep. Two legends. Mike was ahead of me at Newcath. He is such a good dude. Like he, there's no like rivalry there. You know, obviously Campbell's our big rivalry rival. And when we go over there to play, he is just, for all the time that I've known him, from refereeing and starting at 97, working a varsity game there, and he always took care of the officials. Uh, always very kind. First class. Yeah, he is. So, um, under Coach Faust's stewardship of the Crusaders. They have won a ninth region title in 2003. They've won two All-A state titles, 03 and 2020. And I got to see the 03 team. We talked about this on the phone yesterday, that we hosted the All-A region that year, special year. I was looking through some of the, some pictures last night of that um, regional title game. Just remembering this, I mean, and – We've talked about that team, what, maybe three three or four of these shows? Yeah, especially here recently. Yeah. And uh, I, I talked yeah, talk to you about Chris Lofton talking about it. And it's not like there wasn't one. Like a lot of teams just have the one real good star player. I mean, you guys had six, seven dudes that contributed that I can remember a we, lot. We had eight guys that could actually score. And uh, Matt Fabiani was our most valuable player. Um, he was our point guard, and in the voting at the end, I always let the kids vote. Coaches have nothing to do with it. He got all but one vote, and that was his. He didn't vote for himself, but you, know, you could have taken Michael Schmidt. You could have taken Matt Otte, Todd Veith. Any one of those guys could be MVP. I mean, they, a lot of teams said we just didn't know who to stop, and if it was Todd one night or Matt one night, they were stopping. Then when you have somebody else, it, it just they were a fun group to coach. Mm. All my teams have, yeah, really. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, St. Henry has won seven ninth region All-A championships under Coach Faust's reign. Is that true? S- seven? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that correct. Was, yeah, seven. He's amassed over 400 wins. He's been inducted into the Newport Central Catholic Athletic Hall of Fame, the Northern Kentucky Athletic Directors Hall of Fame, the Thomas Moore Athletic Hall of Fame, was named the AP Coach of the Year in 2003. How about that? And has been selected as the KABC Ninth Region Coach of the Year four times. The great Dave Faust. 
I always, I always worry when I'm writing these things out that I said, your face is a little red. So I don't, it would embarrass <laughs> me, but you know, just for people who don't know you that listen to the show, um, just to c- kind of get your background a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not your fault that you have these accolades. You've had a really good career, but it takes really good players and really good staff and good administration to make things like this happen. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, from growing up, I had great coaches, Ralph and Jack Meyer, Tom Miller, John Gross um, at Newcath, Carl Foster, Bob Schneider, um, Thomas Moore, and Jim Connor. So uh, I was very fortunate growing up. Uh, great support from my parents. And uh, I just loved playing whatever sport it was. The funny one was cross country. I did that on a bet. And uh, I ran four years in high school. And uh, what a great conditioning for my other sports. And, uh, you know, then getting into coaching, um, and Mark Krebs had a lot to do with that. He was our <laughs> he was uh, our student teacher my senior year. And uh, I know this tell how old I am, and there was a show called Welcome Back, Cotter. I remember. And uh, that's kind of what we uh, referenced Mark to. But Mark had a big influence on me. Ronnie Don was my idol growing up. Ronnie was three years ahead of me uh, at Newcath, and I got to play with him our uh, my freshman year, his senior year, and uh, Gary Schulte, coach at Newcath, uh, they had a big influence on me and in, uh, going into coaching. And I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got into college. And and I've been very fortunate, whether I was at Newport, Newport Central Catholic or St. Henry, I have great kids. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. it. Takes really good kids to do special things. You talked about uh, your parents. I saw that they were also inducted into the Thomas Moore Athletic Hall of Fame as, as uh, contributors. Yeah, that was really special. Uh, my mom was still alive, and uh, we got inducted on the same night. Um, I think it was going into our sophomore year. My mom and dad, uh, Brian O'Connor's parents, Jeff mm-hmm. Snyder's parents, um, started what up until a few years ago, Friday night bingo out there. And it was hugely successful. Even after I graduated, up until it ended, my mom still worked every Friday night when they had a bingo out there. And my dad, up until he passed away, he, he did the same thing as well. So it was very, very special. Isn't it amazing how bingo... <laughs> <laughs> Look, so St. Vincent Kid and the fundraiser at St. Vincent was the bingo. Uh, I know that... And all the time that I've been coaching, Cuffcath used to have bingo on a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So they could not schedule games. Right. And if you played in there on Friday, all you could smell was the cigarette smoke. <laughs> um, it, and it just seemed like bingo in the summer festival, right? The, right? the parish picnic or whatever they called it. Those were the main forces to help fund anything you wanted to do. So to say that Thomas Moore did that, does not surprise me. Private school, you got to make your money somewhere to help support the programs that are in, especially the low revenue generating sports. So, yeah, St. Anthony, when I grew up in, in Bellevue, um, just like you said, the summer festival, bingos, St. Henry's up until the COVID hit Monday night. And uh, at one time, Thomas Moore and St. Henry were the top two bingos. And again, uh, <laughs> it's funny how that goes, but it uh, it helps, especially at St. Henry with the uh, 
the cost of the school. Oh, yeah. And Thomas Morris was strictly athletic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, does St. Henry do anything kind of like uh, how Newcath has the – they have the play. Once a year they have the play, and the opening night it's a gala where they – all that money is basically for their tuition assistance, and then they do the fireworks, obviously being up on the hill with the view. Great view. Just the vantage point of it. They're able to take that money and be able to, you know – help kids go there that are less fortunate. And I had a cousin that went there. My cousin, Adrian's little girl, she was on the um, tuition assistance and she would work after school. I mean, probably, they probably did it when you were in school too. Like oh. clean the, clean the, um, the, the, I, I, everything yeah the chalkboards that's what it's called cores and his chores that yeah. was our maintenance guy and that's what the nickname was for for our students that needed assistance it's amazing so let's talk about some of these early years you mentioned it growing up in bellevue but you also you said you were in dayton as well until the sixth grade what was the community like growing up oh it was great i mean we we had baseball fields everywhere we had basketball courts everywhere um I'm not sure when you were growing up if Belmont was still there. We had a fishing I lake. lived at <laughs> Belmont Lake. Uh, <laughs> My mom played horseshoes there, so we did the fishing derby and everything. Yeah, I did that, but uh, I couldn't sit still. So fishing to this day, I, I yeah. do not fish because I can't sit still. But we had uh, playgrounds uh, at St. Anthony, Bellevue, uh, Bellevue Vets, and Sacred Heart. And, uh, you know, whatever sport it was, we were always doing it. Um, even played football on the playground. Uh but, and you were talking to Jimmy last week, and then when I was talking to you on the phone, my both my parents worked. So either spent time with my grand, grandparents that lived in Bellevue, or a lot of it up on the hill, and all the places Jimmy named, except we there was uh, Grandview Elementary. Yeah. And we spent so much time up there, uh, up on the hill, doing everything. Basketball, football, um, strikeout. I'm not sure anybody really knows what strikeout, strikeout is wow. anymore. That's a throwback. Yep, but uh, it's St. Vincent's Playground until uh, Father Steckle would chase us out and come out with a cigar and tell us it's time to go, and nobody said a word, and we just got out of there. But, you know, that's that's what we did growing up. I mean, it was almost everybody. I mean, we didn't have all the things that the kids have today. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I'm grateful. And my son and anybody can tell you how technology challenged I am, so I'm grateful I didn't have all that growing up. Because uh, we just, that's all we did. You know, uh, even w- when I lived in Dayton, um, there was a people that if you remember the old uh, football, um, I can't think of the football, uh, what it was, but it was a vibrating game. And they turned the machine on and the little the machine men on. moved. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And then when it, it would be time for the, the quarter or whatever to end, yeah. one of my friend's parents, they'd stick that outside <laughs> and when it was time for them to come home. They turned on that game, and that's when we came in. It was pretty much from from morning till we woke up till uh, till nighttime. I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to look up to see what that <laughs> was because it's going to make me crazy if I if I. Yeah, well, but you know the other thing is is that growing up in with that sense of community, and you got to know it made it made life a lot easier when you got to know people and be able to to make friends and. So that way you always had somebody to play with. And, and when you went on to school, whether they went to your school or not, you had a rivalry there, just a, just a neighborhood rivalry. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids that I played against that went to Newport High School. We played football up behind the Baptist Home, or we played basketball at St. Vincent. 
And we would always play against the, the Newport High kids or the Newport Middle School kids at the time. But I tell you, man, it, it it's almost a shame. It, it's a shame that we've gotten to a place. And look, we've done this to the kids. So I, a lot of people, a lot of people in the conversations that I have, I think that uh, everybody's so afraid their kid's going to get kidnapped, or you know, it's such a different things that are going yes, on right now, is. or God forbid something else happened to them. Um, so I mean. Sorry, I was trying to figure no, out the name right. of this. Figure the name of this game. I, I can't find it, so I'm gonna have to leave it on here. So, uh, grew up. You have a brother, Mike, right? Mike, uh, yeah, he was a year behind me, uh, and he went followed followed me at St. Anthony and to Newport Catholic. Very good football player, and uh, he's running his own uh, helping. He's running Mr. Tuxedo's store. It's called Kelly's Cleaners out in Anderson township and that's what he's doing he's got three children his last one's going to graduate from yeah. newport central catholic so this year i would always see him at ken's barbershop we went to the same barbershop <laughs> for decades and from the time i was a little, and here's the other thing i didn't know who he was uh but you know he's just got that curly hair so you never not remembered him and it just seemed like we always <laughs> had we were always in there like on the same at the same time and um i think this is the one time Ken was like, do you know Mr. Faust? And I was like, I don't, but I know who his brother is. So, I mean, that that's, was how I did that. Are you in love with all things Notre Dame like he is? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we. my dad went up there on a whim in the late 50s, and he snuck in the stadium, and he fell in love with the campus, and they weren't very good at the time. And uh, he's. we've had season tickets either since the late 50s or early 60s. So uh, hopefully, well, I doubt very seriously if we'll get be able to go this year. But my, my first time up there was in '66. My first game was probably in 1972. Wow! So I've been going there for that long. I've never not seen him wearing something Notre Dame. Yep. So that's Mike. So uh, being a Catholic kid, you say St. Anthony was your parish growing up. St. Anthony was my parish growing up. So New Cath was always on the books. New Cath, yep. Um, my dad uh, was a booster, even all the way up until he, he passed away, uh, way too early at the age of 55. So, you know, when you come into the, uh, the front doors, he was a ticket taker back when they yeah. used to do that. And uh, he would take me, because uh, I was a year older than Mike, and I remember Carl Foster playing, Dave Cowens playing, and I was just a little kid sitting in the stands, and I was just enamored. And I, you know, uh, I couldn't wait till I got to wear a new Cath uniform. I didn't realize cross country was going to be my first one. Like mm-hmm. I said, I did that on a bet, but uh, yeah, it was special. So three sport, you played three sports, basketball, baseball, and cross country. Um, and you had mentioned before you got to play for three legendary coaches, Bob Schneider, who at one time was the all time wins leader in football, uh, John Gross, who was all, I, I don't know much about John Gross. I know his son, Jerry, but I know that, you know, he's in all these Hall of Fames. He's had, he had a hell of a career there. And then, obviously, Carl Foster. Was Carl Foster your cross-country coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know how that worked. So talk about some of these new Cath years. You know, we mentioned the coaches, but just being able to play and some of the teammates you played with. Well, Ray Gessenhues is the one. Uh, he was a senior and I was contemplating doing it, and he said, you, you'll never do this for four years. And, you know, he still owes me $10. But uh, uh, Jeff Cam, 
who's a Bellevue guy, was a runner, and he was friends with mine, friends of mine. And then his brother Mark was my brother Mike's age. Um, that's how I got started in running, and, and I just fell in love with it because uh, when I was an eighth grader, I, I played football, and I broke my radius and ulna and a couple bones in my wrist, and my doctor said, if you ever want to dribble a basketball again, you probably ought to forget that. And like it wasn't very smart. I went and played, like you said, the community. We, we had a Bellevue League. And I finished playing the last game in our, our Bellevue League, and then we played an all-star team from Dayton. And uh, that was the end of my football career. So I, I was pretty smart, I guess, after two games, yeah. listened to the doctor. But basketball, <clears throat> uh, Tim O'Hare, Kenny yeah. Wilfong, Joe and Gary DeVoto, Kevin Little, uh, Timmy, Sanf- Timmy and Tony Sanfis, Charlie Craddock, Rick Shank. Uh, we, were, we were really good. Um, Ronnie. Um, was a senior, well, his junior year. They won the regional down at Holmes, and then the senior year, nobody expected them to win. Uh, they beat uh, Boone County and Coach Connor uh, out of Connor, and then the next year, my first year as a varsity player, we beat Holy Cross in the finals. And, you know, I've just been surrounded by great teammates. I mean, I don't, you know, it's like you said, some teams always just save that one guy, but we, we really never had that. Um, in baseball, um, Kenny Wilfong, um, again, Timmy Sanfis, uh, Kevin McDowell. Uh, we just uh, – we just, and it's funny because all us kids basically grew up playing against each other and playing with each other in the parking lots and in the school grounds. And um, I'm trying to think of some uh, – Greg Hickey, um, Mike Garnick, trying to think of some of these guys that I played baseball with because I don't want to slide them. Now, did you guys win a region in baseball while you were there? Well, we won two. Okay. We won in 75 and 76. And when you were talking about Bob Snyder, uh, I was going to bring up that if some third baseman didn't make the last out, was second and third uh, in the state finals, um, we lost one to nothing. And I was the one that popped out. Uh, we, we lost to Owensboro in the state finals. So uh, he would have been his dual state champion coach, but I didn't – Help him with that issue. <laughs> wow! So you won. You won regions in cross country, basketball, and baseball. Yep. Wow. It's incredible. And when I mentioned about the the region with baseball, I remember in the cafeteria they had the picture with Coach Schneider in his yellow satin jacket, oh, you know, yeah. with the stitched Nucat or whatever. And and I never knew that he, when you're in school, you just think, well, he's the football coach. Right. I did. That was where I first knew that he had coached baseball. And we had had Kevin Gray on uh, with the third episode. And I had asked if, you know, because I couldn't remember, right? And I had asked if you were the baseball coach while he was there. Because, I, I want to get into that. We'll get into that later because there's a great story that I did not talk about with Kevin. And I did not talk about with Jimmy Pengallo with Big Frank, so I will, <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to there. So, um, yeah, Kevin was my first my first year at New Cat or Central Catholic. He was on my first baseball team. Wow. We got let's 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 talk about that a little bit. Being able to come back home and at New Cat, and you spent eight years teaching there. Seven, seven years, and you coached all seven years as well. I uh, was JV basketball. Uh, Mark was a head coach. Ronnie was a head coach, and uh, I was head baseball coach. Um, brother John had just left, 
and they offered me that, which I was kind of surprised, and uh, I walked into a, a great situation both ways. Well, at, at first, Ronnie, when Gary Schulte left, um, Ronnie was going to be the JV coach, Mark was going to be the head coach, and I was going to be the freshman coach. And I, I thought you couldn't get any better than that. And then Ronnie took the St. Henry job, and then I just moved up. So, What did it mean to be able to – give back to some place that's helped you so much? Oh, it was awesome. Um, you know, you talked about when you finished coaching, what it meant to wear, wear the uniform. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've both places, lucky still have kids like that. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of the kids thought I was nuts um, talking about New Cath and, uh, you know, the history behind New Cath, whether it was basketball or baseball. Um, what, which I was coaching, and, you know, I, I'm flat I told them, you know, if you're going to wear this uniform, you know, there's people that paved the way for you to be here, and me included. So it, it was really special. Um, you know, same way at Newport, because um, I grew up playing against those those kids and people before them that, uh, geez, their Newport teams were so good back then. A lot of history. Coach Arnson and Coach Vanderpool. And so and then at St. Henry, you know, I – you know, my wife tells me I have a lot of <laughs> a lot of useless information, and uh, you know I can remember Kevin Timon, Dave Oddie uh, playing, and, and St. Henry had some very good years, and uh, they never got out of the district because the thirty third district yeah. was loaded. We were talking before you came here. We were looking about uh, who was in the district when you first got over there, and that was kind of a brutal district. Um, <laughs> that's being kind. We had eight teams when I first started. Wow. In the district, that's unbelievable. It's amazing too because there are so many years in different parts of the state where really, really good teams that could make a run at the regional tournament don't even make it out. Right, and, and you could talk about those days for forever. So after Newcath, the Newcath years, you went to Thomas Moore and played basketball for Jim Connor, who was a Newcath coach at one time. Right, is that correct. Right, um, twelve hundred point score. Right. Yep. You know, Three hundred forty-four assists. What were those years like out there? Well, the first year, uh, I mean, I was naive and uh, just a freshman, just hoping, you know, I get to dress a little. And uh, you know, again, I was there with Ron, mm -hmm. and I was with uh, Todd Bender who, and Carl Hafley. It, it played at uh, at St. Thomas, and you know, I was kind of, you know, just the during the headlights, and uh, Coach Danny Teeman was a JV yeah. coach, and uh, I played uh, just a couple games for Coach, and then I, I strictly was varsity. And it, it was – I will tell you to this day, and uh, that was probably the most talented team that I played on, and we were 2-18. and 18. And we won our first game, and then we didn't – and that was in November, right around Thanksgiving – and we didn't win another one. Our last one, we didn't win again until we were at Pikeville in February. So it was – and I'm so grateful. Coach Wire, uh, they gave me the offer to play at Thomas Moore. And um, then Coach Connor came in and uh, uh, John Fortner transferred in. Uh, we had uh, Brian O'Connor mm -hmm. is helping me now as coach and was drafted into the NBA. Yeah, his by, son played here. Yeah, Daniel, very good player. Yeah. Ryan was drafted by the Knicks um, and went over to play in uh, Amsterdam. And uh, 
we had a great group, and we struggled a bit um, our sophomore year, and then our junior year we got a little bit better. Uh, we up, upset um, Wright State at Wright State, and they were number two or three in the nation. Uh, the next year we had a chance to beat them again, but we turned the ball over. And, and my, my senior year, uh, we were really good. Um, we beat Northern twice. We were the last team to beat Northern. Obviously that that has changed um, quite a bit and more power to Northern. And uh, I'm glad Thomas Moore is back in, in NAI. Oh. Nothing against the Division no, Three, And no. I'm sure the coaches are glad they're not traveling to those places anymore. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, again, we had uh, Jimmy Nestide from uh, – from St. Henry. Mike Schmidt came from, uh, he was a new KF guy, Jeff Schneider. We just had a, a great group, a group of guys from all over uh, greater Cincinnati. Uh, and we we were, we gelled. Jimmy Fox and Danny Lenahan, I'm trying to remember all these guys that, you know, they're 6'3", playing against 6'7", 6'8". And Cumberland, Pikeville, when I first started, um, had Division One transfers. Uh some of the talent that Cumberland had was just absolutely unbelievable. And they, uh, they finally put us, we played, <laughs> we played, let's see, we played at Newcath. Most of them were at Covcath. We played at Lloyd. So you didn't have a gym? We did not have a gym. Wow. I didn't know that. No, not at all. Uh, Coach Connor always tell us, told us that he was a great fundraiser. He said, I always got some guy that's going to donate one wall. Now all we need is the other three. I love it. <laughs> Obviously, we never saw it, but, you know, <laughs> The only time it was really an issue um, was we practiced at St. Ben's, and there were days when it was warmer outside than it was in St. Ben's gym. Very grateful that they allowed allowed us to use it, but um, we just got along so great. And like I was going to say, the only time it really was an issue is uh, back then um, Thomas Moore basically catered to the working people, and it was night school and in our department business. And a few of us were business majors, and we'd go straight from St. Ben's, probably stop at Dixie Chili on mm, nearby there homes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then we'd go out to class. We'd have a 645 to 920 class. And that's when it just got a, a little bit, you know, especially at the end. It's just, you know, it, it, it was – I don't want to say it was a hassle because I was blessed to have a scholarship and to have my schooling paid for. But uh, it just got very tiring. So when I – Asked before, was it always going to be Newcath? Did Thomas Moore being a Catholic school, did that play a big role in that with no. your family, or was that just more, hey, I've got an offer to go there. I'm going to, it's close to home. I'm going no, to do that. No, not really. Um, Ronnie was there. That helped. Mm -hmm. um, but my uncle went to Thomas Moore, and well, it was Villa Madonna back then. Yeah. And they played games at Newcath. So I went and watched Newcath, and Kevin Timon and Dave Otte played uh, Craig Rischberger from Newcath. They, and, you know, it's just like I was falling there. And, you know, I had a lot of uh, Wright State offered, Frank, Franklin offered, and I had um, a couple schools in Florida offer. And out of respect to Bob Snyder, I never took trips. I, I, I think I took one during spring break, but we didn't have baseball. I went to Marion. They offered me up. And uh, just coming back, being a senior after uh, being in the state finals two years in a row, I just felt that out of respect to Bob that uh, I, didn't, I didn't take any of those visits. And I was devastated when we lost. We were the first team to lose. Uh, Newport beat us in the district semifinals in overtime. Um, but uh, it, it just happened that way. Um, 
It worked out. Oh, yeah. Oh, to this day, yeah. I have no regrets whatsoever. Yeah. No. It, it, it was uh, such a great time. And, you know, as a coach, as you're helping kids, you've coached a lot of kids that have played <laughs> at the next level. I mean, that's just another thing to, to be able to relate to them with. Right. And, and I do. I've, I've been very fortunate both at Newcath and baseball and uh, St. Henry. Um, you know, a couple of them and asked me, what do I do? And I said, you have to make that decision. I'm not there, going to be there when you have two a days or three a days, whatever. When you get up and, you know, when we were playing, uh, weights for basketball wasn't an issue. And now they're in the weight room probably yeah. four, four or five days out of the week. And um, you alluded to my allegiance to Notre Dame and um, Frank Jacobs, yeah. who I coached in baseball, who people may not know this, uh, they – some organizations were talking about drafting him out of high school. And, uh, you know, I would tell him I'm almost positive he's going football. And Frank came to me and he said, you think I should go to Notre Dame? <laughs> I just started laughing. I said, Frank, you know how much I love it, but you're the one that's going to be there. You're going to be four and a half hours away from home if you go there. So, you know, Mike Kiernan, his cousin, yep. basically his brother, you know, you can talk to Mike and, you know, Frank, that was incredible the people that came through the school when Frank was there. But um, that's just what I tell them all. I, I mean, I, I, again, I just had a coach talk for 40 minutes about Wyatt Veith last night. And it's Steve Ritter down at Emory Riddle. Yeah, and Steve I and I went to school together, and then we played against each other in high school and college. And, you know, I told Steve, you know, obviously our friendship and, you know, I, I will – throw all the positives out there, and there are no negatives, uh, even though he's my friend. But, you know, it, it's all going to come down to Wyatt, what he wants to do. Yeah, well, I had talked to him about Jake Omer leading into his senior year. And, I've, I mean, I'm with you. You can't you can't force your will onto a kid. They've got to make that decision for themselves because at the end of the day when their head hits the pillow, if they're not at peace, you know, Michael Zimmerman had talked about it when he had gone to Campbellsville. If you know if you're not wanting to be here, or you know if something, it's going to affect everything that you're going to do between school and practice and getting the extra work. It doesn't you know it just plays with your head, right? So I mean, I totally understand. And the conversation that we have with with our kids is, and Jeremy and I do most of that. But you know, number one, how far away do you want to go? It's always exactly. the first question. How far is too far? I just went through it a couple years ago with Trey Meister. If you could, if you get a chance to go seven, eight hours away, but they're going to play, pay for your school, hey, man, it's a decision you're going to have to make. I can't make that. And your parents can't make that either. You have to do it because you're going to be the one that's going to be out there. So, And it worked out for him. But And, and we could talk about those forever, those kids, those opportunities. And some kids, they get, they're fearful of those opportunities. Oh, yeah. They don't want to leave the nest. And the other thing that besides the FAR, and I, and I tell them that, you know, you're there for your education. You know, I've known one person that's gone on, coached one person that's gone pro, and that was that was Frank. And when he had that injury for football right away, um, baseball took him right away. They called me when Frank – they asked me if I knew any players down in northern Kentucky, and they just started laughing. I said, are you talking about – around northern kentucky now or are you talking about the tight end on the football team and they just started laughing and they were talking about frank but i, I did um 
coach against, we played over in the, some Elder and St. Xavier in the GCL and, and the Solman brothers that went up there. The first one, I think Scott was the oldest, and I, I couldn't, after we played them, I couldn't get on the phone to Coach Murphy fast enough to tell him how, how good this kid was. But, you know, when it comes down to it, Steve, you have your education. That's what you're there for. Absolutely. I mean, going back to Michael Zimmerman the other day, talked about coming out of college with no debt. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously the conversation that I have the most. You know, we have, uh, you know, Grant Prophet is going to be a senior. There was a coach that had reached out. The school's like 40 grand a year to go to. And he had asked if I had heard heard from this guy. And I'm like, no, I've not. But we've got interest from these schools. You're going to go see these schools. That school's 40 grand a year. And there ain't no help. It's not. It's just not an option for me not to play basketball at that level. Oh yeah, it's not. It's just. It, I think we do a disservice to the kids if we're if we push that. Just that's oh, the way that I feel. Oh, I agree. Right. I would rather. I would rather him go to, or any kid. It doesn't matter. I'd rather him go to Northern for free on his um, keys money and just scholarship money that he's going to get and graduate with no debt. And then go on to grad school doing whatever he wants to do and just play intramural ball like so many before him. Right. Right. I mean, it just makes it that much easier. So let me ask you a question. At what point when you were at Thomas Moore did you know that you wanted to get into teaching and coaching? <laughs> Actually, it was the second semester of my sophomore year. I had no idea. I, you had to put something down for your major, and, and I just put business and uh, – like I said, Mark was a big influence on me, and you know, you, you alluded to my allegiance to Newcath, and and I'll tell you, I I was back at Newcath all the time um, when we were in school when I was at Thomas More, and uh, Carl Foster is he's my son Adam's godfather, and they just had such an influence on me, and then uh, I finally had to make a decision, and I was helping some other some coaching. Um, and I decided, well, I guess education's the best way to go. And back then, I had to go an extra year because you couldn't student teach in the fall. So I had to go an extra year, um, which was, was great. And <laughs> I ended up coaching guys that I played with at Thomas Moore. I was a JV coach, and then we had a terrible bus wreck uh, on, a, on a game on our way to center. And Coach Connor was one of the most serious. So I had to coach uh, the varsity four games I'm two and two as a college head coach coaching guys that I was in their wedding and they were in my wedding so it, it was at first those first couple it was uh it was odd to say and then I finally just said hey you know this is what I got to do this you know if you don't like it you know I don't want to lose a friendship over it but yeah. this is what coach Connor wants me to do so so that was your first chance of coaching right there well I was helping uh Ronnie with the freshman up at Newcastle because my fifth year I, I, I would have graduated in 81. I had all my business. I had all that done. I had to get my education finished. And uh, I was helping Ronnie with the freshman at Newcath and scouting for Shilty. And I was a JV coach for, for Thomas Moore. Now, back they didn't play that many games. And uh, so really coaching with uh, – uh, Ronnie, and this just reminded me of something. My senior year, uh, Steve Josworth was a freshman coach, and back then they kept quite a few, and they had an A and a B team, 
which I don't think you can do anymore. And I was always around after practice, stay around with them. And he finally says, you know, you know these kids as well as I do. Why don't you coach this B team? And, and I coached a couple couple freshman games when I was when I was a senior in high school in those B games. So <laughs> wow. it, I don't, I just been around it and loved mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I guess I should have known that as soon as I went into college. But it also kept kept you close to the game. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, when talking about you as a player and we talked about, like, the beginnings and playing with the neighborhood kids or playing at, in the neighborhood where your grandparents lived, you know, you were a 1,000-point, 500-assist guy at Newcath, you know, 1,200-point, nearly 400 assists at Thomas Moore. You don't just walk into high school and and have stats like that. That's, that's stuff from growing up with the guys out playing – doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't pick that up just in you know open gym. Right? On top of those great statistics, Bill Reinhardt told me last oh, night yeah. that Here you are go. the best bank shooter that he's ever seen. <laughs> so you picked all this stuff up down there in Dayton and Bellevue and in South Newport. And, you know, <laughs> Billy Reinhardt, I think I still have his elbow imprinted in my forehead. He thought he could dunk and he bounced off the, <laughs> he bounced off the rim. And uh, when my first house, there was a park right up the street. And uh, we were playing up in the, up in that park, and he tried to dunk, and he came down and hit me in the forehead with his elbow. Uh. <laughs> and you want to talk about a small world. I grew up in their house. They lived 12 houses up the street from us on 16th, 16th. Street. 16th? Yes, 16th Street, uh, my, where my parents still live, 16th. So they've been up there nearly 40 years. Um, his youngest brother, Jeff, Jeff, was two years older than me, and we always played. And they had a... You know, his dad had the, the the garage in the back where he ran his business, his detailing business, right? And I would say most of the boys probably worked there with him too. So, and um, Mr. Reinhardt, Bill, he had put a they had a deck and he had put a backboard up and a and a rim, and we played every day, every day, and we would play two on two games. Now, when the brothers would roll in, now I, I only let's say Bill, but probably Mark and I don't know. I don't know about Bill because Bill was just a little bit older. I think he even started having – he was already had kids by the time we were we were punks. But we played <laughs> all the time there. We never not played. So, and again, I mean, it's just you talk about like uh, – it's kind of – it goes back full circle to what I was talking to before. But, you know, you hone all of those things there. That way when you get – when it's time to be organize, organized, you know, the organizational basketball – it's just that much better, which is part of the reason I think that the skill level for kids now is better just because the training is better, but the basketball IQ is lower because they don't have that community where the kids are out every day and they're playing just, just the way the world works right now. Right. You know, they're playing AAU, uh, which is just a completely different thing. Like, you know, we didn't have any of that. Yeah, junior pro. Right, but uh, boys club. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, right. We played <laughs> down at Arnold's down there in Newport. But it, you know, it just I wanted to I wanted to mention that there just because I think it's a I think it's a good point to make as number one being a team player, and number two just how much that growing up and and playing in your community how much that helps helped your career just as an individual, including the dudes you played with, right, as well. you got to have good teammates to pass the ball to. they got to score the ball. But I just I wanted to make that a point there. Not this whole Bill Reinhardt and your bank shots <laughs> and everything else. But 
Bill's a really good dude. I've known Bill he is. my whole life, he's, just about. He's not a bad basketball player. He still know. plays, doesn't he? He still gets after it still. at the rec center at NKU. I've played with him a few he, times. He was on an alumni team when I was playing intramurals out there. And I know what you're talking about. Those those dudes were dirty. <laughs> they set screens, and it, we just wanted to shoot threes and run them down the court and shoot threes. But, yeah, we – Bill was one of my assistant track coaches when I coached track at Newport. So that's our yeah, I remember connection that. there. All right. Let's get into uh let's get into some of these new coaching years. So seven <laughs> years there, right? And coaching basketball and baseball. What's some of the what are some of the fond memories of was so okay, hold on. First, Newcath baseball was your first head coaching job of anything, is that correct? Uh, As in, like varsity, varsity, yes. yes. Okay, so t- talk to me a little bit about those years. Obviously, you had mentioned Frank and some of the teams, but um, you know, young guy, how old were you when you got that job? <laughs> uh, Twenty five. Okay, think. but that's the, that was the mo. That's been the mo there for a long time. You know, Carl Foster, Ron Dunn. You know, a lot of people were really young, and they let these they let them grow. So, um, what are some of the things that you learned during that time? Well, it was hard at first uh, because a lot of them, I wasn't that much older than them, and I being around there the whole time, I you know I knew them. Some of them, my parents were uh, grew up in the same area, and it, and it was tough. And they were very talented um, group. Brother John left me <laughs> a load of talent, and uh, we we got beat by Newport coach Ray Brown and Grady. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a really good team, and we got beat the. Uh, in the district, we didn't make it out, and, and I learned a lot that that year. Um, probably wasn't a very good coach, and then uh, the next year, um, I mean, th- that team was so good. Um, and with with Frank Jacobs was senior Gary Gabbard, yeah. Uh, our catch Frankie Pingano was just a heck of a catcher. Um, Brian Higus, Frank Jacobs, uh, Robert Eviston, Bobby Holderman. Um, we were just so good, and we were. Uh, we lost in the regional finals um, to Covcath out at Thomas More, and uh, we both had to play on a field with no fences. And uh, you know, people still say, "Well, if you had had fences out there, you would have won easily." Our our last three outs would have been out of any park in anywhere, and I blame Frank on that because the first inning he hit one so far that. <laughs> Crumps pushed them so far back. But, you know, I, yeah. I tell people Cup Calf played on the same field. Yeah. And uh, that was devastating. But as good as we were, and, and Stevie Gray was on that team, mm-hmm. and uh, Nikki Pingala was Andy Zimmerman was on, they were juniors. And then the next year, nobody thought we'd be as good as we did. And we made it to the, to the semifinals, and we lost to Simon Kenton, I believe, out at Northern. And then uh, we lost uh, – the next year, I believe, uh, like Glennie Myers and Joe Cottingham, Mark Schultz, uh, uh, Kevin Barth, Stevie Pangallo, uh, um, Gabriel, I don't, I don't know, call him Moose, and I don't want I can't remember his first name right now, but we lost in the finals to, uh, to Brandon Black in uh, at Boone, in Boone County out at Simon Kenton after being rained out for like four or five days, uh, that was uh, <laughs> uh, Benji Blazer, Nick Bowden. Uh, this is bringing back a lot of memories. Uh, I got tossed 
Uh, oh, there you go. I got tossed. So in you a, were as fiery then as you are now. Still, <laughs> I got tossed in the, in the first round against Lloyd, and uh, I was not allowed to coach. Uh, it's different now. You're not. You're, I don't think you're allowed to be anywhere in the facility. And I was at it was out at Simon Kent, and I was all the way out by the school. And uh, we beat Camel County in the semifinals, and then we lost to to Boone. But again, that was a group. Those guys uh, didn't expect us to get to get there. And, and you know, the kids believed in what you do. And you know, I've been very fortunate with assistant coaches like Frank Pingato was my assistant, which was great because uh, coaching in Newcath, we went in basketball. We got to the regional yeah. quite a bit, and Frank would take over. And then uh, Jeff Shulkins, uh, I needed some help, and Jeff came in behind me, and Tom Tom Eckerly, and and I was yeah. very fortunate with the coaches, and and but Dave Gish and Jimmy Gish, yeah. uh, no, all my life were my uh, JV coaches, and uh, you know they did such a good job, you know, uh, bringing the kids along, and it, it's uh, great memories, and the kids believed what they said. They probably tell you a little nuts some of the things I did, and I'm sure Kevin probably did, and uh, Jimmy, well Jimmy won the round, but um, you know again there's a guy that. Like I said, that you know, you wear that uniform for the guys before you, yes. Jimmy's Jimmy's class, all those guys he talked about. But uh, it it was awesome, you know. And you talk, but you know, Jimmy, you know, you about the wearing the jersey before you know, he had the his dad had played baseball and they had won the region. I think they might even won state. I can't remember exactly what he said there, but I know that Big Frank was on one of those. But he talked about Big Frank. So let me tell this Kevin Gray Frank Pangallo story. <laughs> I don't know what grade Kevin would have been in at this time, but I I, I want to say that Frank was the JV coach, so it might have been whatever. But so I guess uh, some kids were chewing tobacco, and Coach Dave Faust found out, and we're like, we ain't no, can't have this, right? And I guess maybe Big Frank had given it to him or something. <laughs> I can't remember out with it. So they get on the bus, and I think Frank was driving the bus. And all of a sudden, they pull over into Neltner's. You remember Neltner's down oh, there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the gas station. And then Frank goes in and comes out with a box of Red Man chewing tobacco. And he gets on the bus. And he starts handing it out, tossing it to the kids. And he's like, I don't care what Dave Faust says. Here, here. And Kevin said they're just like putting it all in their mouth. And, and he said they got to the game and kids were sick. Oh. <laughs> just want to throw up. I don't know anything about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you think about that now, like, could, you know, the scandal, right? Oh, you know, but yeah. in the 80s. Oh, they would I mean, have been this. Oh, my God. Could you have Yeah, the phones would have been everywhere. But, you know, <laughs> Kevin said that he was sitting like on, like, on deck circle. And it was try I wanted to say this to Jimmy, but. He was, I didn't, I didn't really, it didn't fit in in there because he wasn't in the baseball. But, you know, I've known Big Frank. I knew him a long time growing up with Chris and uh, super dude, but loyal. Right? Oh, extremely. Very loyal. Except for, you know, I don't care what Dave House thinks, right? You know, <laughs> hey, you want to chew tobacco, you chew tobacco, right? That's what assistants are for, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's the um, good cop, bad cop, right? I'm going to be the good cop, but, I, I you know, just awesome. Just love well, I remember that. watching Frank when they had, on the Sundays. Uh, I forget. I don't know if it was called the CYO League, and, and they they played for St. Vincent, his yeah. his brothers, and it's a lot of people up on that hill. And it, just to go out in places like Ross, 
um, which is no longer South by Saint. It was by Saint Phillips. I know. I know, uh, Russ, I know where it is. And uh, spent a lot of time out there. But you know, they were so good. And even I don't know how old they were at that. You know, I was just a little kid. But you know, it was so fun to watch them play. And uh, you know, he obviously passed it on. Oh, absolutely. Very passionate man. But it passed and also passed on his loyalty as well. And you know, you talk. Michael had mentioned it. How, like on that Amelia Street where <laughs> Frank had lived. So, you know, you know, uh, Frank had lived and his sister had lived next door. And I guess another sibling had lived. So, right there was like a, their own enclave. Right. Right. It was like a, the Godfather movie. Well, Pompilio's lived down at the corner. They were two Amelia Streets. And I went, Mark, for three years, went to New Cath. And I spent a ton of time up there. Oh, yeah. Amelia. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I remember when um, Officer Long lived up there and, and his daughter, Kelly, married a Pompilio as well. So, crazy right i mean how that how that ends up working out but anyway so i want to get into this transition between newcath and and saint henry so rondon leaves did you have a was there like an inside track on that like did he call and say hey i'm gonna take this job or it just happened no it just happened uh when i came to newcath I'm not sure what year it was. Um, they asked me to be, well, it was when Ronnie Ronnie was in transition coming back, and I was trying to avoid it because uh, my in-laws are from St. Henry, and uh, I tried to avoid anywhere because being around there to be, because I knew I was going to get asked, because I had heard I was going to be to get asked. And... Uh, my excuse was my brother-in-law was going to be a senior and I didn't want to coach. I didn't want to ruin it for him. Um, and so I, I very politely told them no. And, um, but again, when I was my first year at Newcath, um, Carl told me when Ronnie left, we're going to move you up to the JV, but you understand the diocese is just like any other system. If Mark leaves and Ronnie's at St. Henry, still in the diocese. Um, we think a lot of Ronnie, and we will offer it to Ronnie. And I said, well, how, how long? And he said, well, we really can't give you an answer. But Mark, I think Mark was only maybe three years, and Ronnie came back. It was between Ronnie and I, and Ronnie, Ronnie got it. Well, I was disappointed. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's like I told Bob Schneider when I was going through the interview. I said, I know Ronnie's the other candidate, and I'll tell you right now, I think he's the best coach in the region. And I know part of that was probably blind loyalty, but I really, as a basketball person, being around Ronnie, I, I really believed it. And so it was an easy – I had the best of both worlds. I was yeah. a JV ba basketball coach, excuse me, and a head baseball coach. So um, – and not, quite honestly, I'm not sure I was ready to be the head basketball coach at that time. And so uh, I think I stayed with Ron for three years. Okay. So how, how did the, <laughs> the St. Henry move it over to St. Henry? How did that work out there? How did that go down? Well, when uh, Danny Train left, and if I'm not mistaken, it was late June or July, and um, Dave Otte called me. And uh, we were building our house that year. I was living with my my in-laws at the time. And Dave Otte called me and asked me to come out and because uh, Dave, I'd followed David Thomas Moore. We didn't play together, but we played on an intramural team. Was, you want to talk about a stacked intramural team with Dave Otte, Bob McSorley, 
Ronnie, uh, and guys that I played with, we were so good. But anyways, and so I and David tried to get me at Lloyd when he was head coach at Lloyd, but they didn't have a business opening. And uh, we talked, and he said, I'm tell you right now, we're offering. I'm not going to talk to anybody. And, not. and I said, Dave, I appreciate that. And I said, but I have a lot of ties in New Cath. And, you know, I said, I, th- I think I'm good. And he just said, um, well, ties are meant to be broken. <laughs> so I said, okay, uh, I'll get back to you. I promise you I will get back to you within, within a week. I don't even, five days or whatever it was. And then Karen and I were just, just sitting there, and I popped up, and I said, well, I think I'm going to take it. And she just said, what the hell took you so long? And um, so that's how it came about. Um, Was Dave Body the principal? Yeah, I'm so sorry. He, so you, no, that's okay. <clears throat> and he's still the principal. He he retired oh, uh, probably end of April, early I didn't know May. That. Yep. But anyway, you've had a run with him as well. Yeah. All, yeah, the whole time you were there. The whole 27 years, yep. What were the early early years like at St. Henry? Well, uh, it wasn't really that different from what I was used to in college because uh, you, you're familiar with the old gym. Yeah, oh, we we yeah. practiced there. Uh, so that was still everything was still oh, there. Yep. Okay. I just don't, I don't know when the new St. Henry or the St. Henry that that I think of now. I don't know what year that opened. Ninety eight, ninety nine was our first okay. year in there. Got it. So um, and. Again, being lucky, like Brother John left me uh, in New Cave with baseball. Danny Train left me with a heck of a team. Senior Laden, Robbie Paget, Adam Tymon. Oh, we, yeah. We got a transfer in, Jason Schuster, and uh, Jeff Flanagan, Matt Fitzenberger. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we had a great Todd Brockman, Ronnie Ryan, um, Mike Feith, Wyatt's dad yep. was a junior. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> we had Gary Butler, Jason Keeper. We so, um, and Danny set up, which I try to do now, had, had us a heck of a schedule. And, you know, it, it was easy. There was, you know, the eight seniors played, only a couple juniors played. Um, probably should have, could have played a little bit more. Their work habits weren't as good as the older ones. And uh, we won the A, and it um, it was very difficult that final game because we beat Newcath, and it was pretty much the kids I coached prior to leaving. Danny Walsh and Robbie and Jimmy Sanfis and and that group, yeah. and um, we had the misfortune of um, playing University Heights in the first game. We played at Rupp Arena, and uh, we lost by I think a point, but we won the district and. Back then, it was uh, we played on Saturday. Uh, we played Saturday night. Again, there was eight teams, and we Connor came down to the last second. Robbie Page made a heck of a move, and uh, to win it. And then we drew the Monday game against Holy Cross that had Clark and Harning, and, and yep. they were. I remember both. I remember they were yeah. so good. And, wow! And I don't want to take anything away from them. But no, uh, they beat us, and, and they were better than us. That and they beat us twice that year, so they were the better team. But what I was alluding to it was no different than Thomas Moore because we practiced at St. Henry and we played our games at Thomas Moore, and you're at the mercy of Thomas Moore, and, and rightly so. Their teams got first right, and we never played on Friday because of bingo. And then we were playing six thirty and eight o'clock our home games, and uh, so <clears throat> it, it was no different. Um, and through the years, uh, 
you know, I just now I'm coaching kids of kids that I, their parents, it's just been a great, great support, you know, and again, it's just like, like I've said before, if it's not the, you know, if not for the kids, you, I don't care what you say, you got to have good kids to be successful. And I've been blessed. Mm-hmm. You talked to some of those names you talked about. So when I came into high school in 91, as a freshman, I remember when you said Robbie Pageant. I remember him really well when Newcath was played them. I did not realize that you played your games at Thomas More though, because I remember my sophomore year, we played St. Henry at Thomas More. I just, in my mind, as I think about it now, I just assumed that it was some sort of yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I didn't know, like a little one day classic or something. I had no idea. Um, that I mean, it had to be interesting though, playing, getting to play at the Thomas More's gym because the a the a was there sometimes as well yeah they would play first through uh the first couple of rounds and, and back then you know brosser was in it. um yeah. uh i got walton yeah walton was in it and uh so they've split it between regents hall that was the other one because my sophomore year we were playing holy cross at regents and i can remember harney mcclendon clark wow well, i mean them dudes Unbelievable. Yeah, they were really, really good. And then uh, and that happened for I don't know how many years that they split it like that. But um, I was just used to it from playing at Thomas More. You know, we <laughs> practiced at St. Ben's and we played like, you know, like I said, all the different schools, Newcath, Cuffcath. I probably scored more points at Cuffcath than I did at Newcath, and there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, but um, we practiced that at Walton at times. We practiced at St. Thomas. Um, so it, I, I, I was used to it, and, and, and it wasn't a big deal. Um, we couldn't practice Saturday unless you wanted to go really early because the grade school had it. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we, we had it three to six, maybe. Monday nights you had to get out of there early because the seventh grade league was there. Um, Sunday we had it till noon. and I mean, that's everybody. You're, you're trying to get – you know, cheerleading, boys and girls, freshmen, um, well, both of us, JV and varsity. All in that old, all in the old gym there. Yep. That's St. Henry. Yep. And it's small gym. Yep. It's yep. hard to believe. Yep. To I, think I, about, you know, even in the 90s that you were dealing with those things. Yeah, but again, the, the kids, know, well, if they did, they didn't say it to me, but, you know, the work ethic, they just went about it. Yeah. And it took a, a little getting used to, because we really didn't get to practice at Thomas More. What was the tradition like at St. Henry prior to your arrival? I, I'm not as familiar with with the history of the you know the program. What was it? What was the basketball tradition like there? Well, they had very good players and that had, had gone through there. And being in a 33rd district, uh, they ran into tough teams and they didn't get out of the, uh, out of the district. But they were always very very competitive and. Uh, you know, I, I just stepped in. Danny did a great job. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, obviously, yeah. you know they. Uh, You're fine. We, I'm just I'm, lo- I'm looking at some date or some looking at some a stat here. I think it was the I old. I saw that, uh, and Jeremy looked up that they had won five districts in 44 years before you had gotten there. Yeah, five. I was just curious, I, you know. But again, it, the the districts were completely different. Oh, the alignment no was so different, right? And you know, at the time, it, you, you think about some of the teams that, and even been, been my last year, it was always a blind draw. Oh. I don't, I don't think 
maybe at the end it was seating. Wow. And uh, because the county schools played each other twice, and, and they still to to this day they still do. But uh, you know they just ran into some, some really good teams. I mean Boone Connor, um, then Ryle comes in, and uh, you know I think Cooper every day for Bill Nutt High School. We talked about it before you came. <laughs> but away. you know we uh, our last three years maybe we won the district mm-hmm. uh so and, and different different now you know it, it would be you know, very difficult and it's difficult now with, with dixie and lloyd and, and occasionally villa has a nice team ludlow's had some nice teams yeah. but it was uh the hardest thing and i had to do my first year was to beat boone county because they hadn't beat Boone in a while, and Newport Central Catholic. I mean, they had us beat the year before, and uh, Jimmy. Sam- I'm pretty sure Jimmy Sanfist blocked. It might have been Robbie's shot in the last seconds um, in the in, in the A tournament because we were the two best teams, and you know how that is. It's a blind draw in the A. So, um, well, they say it's a blind draw. Well, <laughs> now I can't speak for this year. Because, I'm just kidding. No, it, it always has been. Yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of years that I've seen these draws, well, and I'm like, what the hell? Well, How the hell is that? Talk to Swagger. He'd wow. always have these Easter eggs. I'm not kidding. He'd have the Easter eggs, and he'd have all the number. And we first we do order a draw, and then he'd have a different Easter egg, and you just pull out yeah. and fall into the bracket. And that's just just the way it is. But, wow. um, yeah, but the first time we played Newcath, and uh, I. Flat out admit, I didn't do a very good job. I I was too uptight, just being my first time back, going against Ronnie, first time, and uh, Boone County, the first time we they played, uh, we played them. I think it was in the old famous recipe tournament. Oh and, yeah, uh, they beat us there, and then uh, that after that game in the locker room, uh, I. I had a pretty strong talk uh, with that group, and, uh, and then we came back and uh, we beat Newcastle in the finals, and then and then we beat Boone County. And it was like we finally got over the hump, and uh, I, I think the, we didn't lose the rest of the year. I think and the Holy Cross beat us. Holy Cross beat us on a Saturday night at Thomas More, and then we won the district for the first time in '93 for probably when Ronnie was there, maybe '87, '88. 88. 88, yeah, yeah with 88. Brian and Kevin Shea, Billy, Billy Arthur, and really good teams. And I was, <clears throat> before you looked that up, I was trying to think of the name. I think it was the NIAC, with St. Henry, won quite a bit. They were with St. Thomas at the time, Bellevue, Dayton, uh, Augusta. Saint, I'm not sure St. Patrick's was in that. but They uh, probably were. Uh, Latin School was in it in a couple of years. Latin had a pretty good team. Silver Grove was in it. Mm-hmm. And so they were very successful. Then. So it's always been small, but usually been a small school. Yeah. How many lo- kids you guys got now? I didn't mean to cut you off there. I be- I'm not sure now incoming, but I think last year we had a 510 in the teens. And when you when you went there, when you first went there, what was the average <laughs> enrollment? Like? Uh, the senior class, I think, had 60. Wow. And then, you know, people thought when we moved into the high school in 98, 99, we'd, we'd go up to double A. But I, I think we plateaued somewhere in the 540s, 50s maybe. Mm. So this year, who knows, like everybody, who knows yeah. what kind of enrollment no, you're going to have. And the reason I asked about enrollment, because like good groups of players, it's cyclical, right? Uh, especially at small schools. And, you know, at, at, 
so ta- leading up to the 01, 02, 02, 03, that two-year run with that group, I know that uh, even even what, you know, 2000, 2001, you guys had a, a winning season, but a couple years before that, it was wins were down, you know. And at, at what point did you, were you able to see that we got a really strong group coming in? Is that, is that something you get to see through the youth league? Uh, yes and no. Um, we we have the seventh grade at ours in at our gym, mm-hmm. and the eighth grade is down at Covenant Catholic. Yeah, and you know we get try to get down to see them when they're eighth graders. Um, all of our coaches try to get down there at different times, but you know the, sometimes they come in from different not our that don't play in the seventh grade league. Um, like for example, Mary Queen doesn't play in the, Mary Queen of Heaven doesn't play in that. that. No, they don't play in that, and uh, so we have kids come from there, and then um, we just, uh, if you're asking me, I'm trying to think and talk, and that's not a good thing. No, I mean, is it, is it, is it more like when, when they came in, that those groups came in as like freshmen, you got to see, hey, I mean, this is a, this is a really strong group, you know, let's not screw this up. That's a good point. Yeah, by the end of uh, the freshman Freshman year, we've I've seen some teams that have really grown that have messed together. Um, so th- that year, you know, you mentioned one of my former players, Joe Cook. They mm-hmm. they were on a good team, but again, our district was strong, and and we lost to Connor maybe in the first round uh, at, at our place, and it's, I think it was double overtime. But you could see it coming, and then after they graduated, we had uh, just a couple. We only had two seniors. And we did pretty good that year. And then then the next – that's when that group was coming through. And uh, we were uh, – I think we were 25-8 and eight in 2001-2002 group. And then we were 30-5 and five that 2003. But, you know, the thing of it is, is in practice, you know, they battle. And that made a lot of that group – because they were sophomores. And, and I think Joe Cook and those guys were seniors, actually, when they were sophomores. And Nick Love and – we had a pretty good team, Andrew Veith, and but Matt and those guys, and t- uh, they battled them every day in practice. And I, I'm pretty sure at the end of the year, I started playing a few of those guys. I think Matt broke his Matt Audie broke his wrist that year. Um, but you was could, it hard coaching the principal's kid? No, and I, and I've coached three of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Dave was really good. Yeah, I especially didn't know. with um, just let me coach. Yeah, he, Matt he is was, one of my favorite my favorite coaches uh, around. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's no different. And you than are in debt to him because he took your kid off of your staff <laughs> and took him out there and get him yeah, off well, of your bench. So you're the, this whispering behind your, you know, the this the voice of God, you know, behind you is not. <laughs> well, that <laughs> we can talk about that later. I just I, I just want to talk about the group. I, I didn't mean to get into all that, but well, I had to get. You got to give Adam some shit here, so uh, he's not going to get off that easy. But so let me ask you this: this. Um, the 2003 season, went in the went in the All A region region, and then going down to the All A state tournament. What was that? What was that experience like when you saw the draw? When when the teams were finally um, placed where they were, did you feel confident about the tournament? Or well, I thought we were really good, obviously. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't pay any attention to the draw till we get there. I, you know, after that game Saturday night, then I started to sure. finding things out. Yeah, it was a Saturday, yeah. And um, so I, I felt really good 
about our our kids in the competition we play, and I'm not slighting no the other A schools throughout the state, but they don't play the schedule that we play, and uh, we um, and we knew university uh, not University Heights. We knew um, Rose Hill was there, obviously with OJ Mayo and that crew, and and they were they were really good. So you know they were getting all the all the hype. And um, Frankfurt was really good, and we beat them in, in the semifinals. And, you know, that that final game. Well, you're going back to that. Actually, Mayfield, the second game, looked like it was yeah. the toughest game. Well, Mayfield, they started out, they dunked, and we started out with a technical. We got a big lead. Oh. And we just squandered. We just quit playing. We were playing like not to lose. And I'm sure you know as coaches – that's probably the worst thing that can happen to yeah. you when you stop Hate playing. It. But then, anyways, um, we got through that, and then um, it was I might have been thinking, who, did we beat Frankfurt in the semifinals? That semifinals, year? yeah. Yeah, okay. And then it looked uh, like it was a tough game. It was. Game. They they had a really good group. Scott Chalk was a the coach then, who's now at Dunbar. Dunbar. And um, they had a really good group. And then, you know, we weren't in awe. And at halftime, I think – the kids, I think they were just happy that we were there. I mean, I that we were close. And I said to him in there, and I didn't, didn't give him a rah-rah speech, and I, I just told him, I said, guys, I think we played okay. I don't think we played our best. And I just said, I, I don't think this game has to be close. And we got up really big on them. And, and uh, I don't know what it ended up. I think it ended up maybe 16, 17. But yeah. they got it close because O.J. Mayo had – <laughs> I'll say 25, 35. He just stopped and pulled up and, and started, you know, which that was fine with us. We just let him have it. And, you know, I think Michael Schmidt was the MVP of the tournament. But going back to that first game, we played uh, – they were out of the third region. Um, they said our scouting report was to, to stop Todd Veith or somebody. And it may have been somebody else, but whoever – you know, and he said – Somebody that they didn't guard had like twenty something. He said we didn't, we had no idea you guys were this good, and uh, and he said, well, who do you stop? And and I've said that all year, uh, all year long. Well, that's a good question. And then moving, you, you come right back after playing Sunday night or Sunday during the day, and you get a day off, and you got to play Simon Kenton at home, and who ended up you ended up playing in the regional finals as well. And they had what Mike Brock was on that team. Yep. I don't really remember some of them. Uh, the assistant out at Ryle, um, good three-point shooter. Mike, uh, I can't remember his, n- his name right now. Canada. Yeah. And then they had a kid, uh, uh, well, they had a style. They had Stowers. Oh, yeah. You know, I said uh, earlier that we never seated, we never seated, but at the end, of, we, we did. Because we had a three-way tie. We beat Simon that night. We had a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. Ryle, us, and Simon. And I think we got the three seed. So, to be honest with you, the most nervous I was all year was playing Heritage in that really? first game. Because all I could think of, something's going to go wrong, somebody's going to get hurt. That was the most nervous I had been all year. And then we played Ryle in the semifinals. Yeah. And then we beat Simon. No, you played Holmes at no, Ryle. Well, I'm talking about the district. Oh, my bad. We beat Ryle in the semifinals. And oh, then, I see that. Yeah, then I'm we sorry. won in overtime against Simon. And then we beat um, Scott Holmes and. Uh, so all three of these Simon Kenton games were 
four points, one point, and three points. Yep. Wow. Was Scott Humphrey the coach at yes. the time? Yep. Yeah, because I think that Trent and Brad and – Jeff know, Davis. Jeff Davis, they were all on staff there. Yep. Yeah. So can I ask you a question? I don't want to be – You're the boss. Well, no. It's I mean, show. it is my show, but whatever. <laughs> so March fifteenth, two 2003, all right, regional final night. Talk, you know, what did it feel like to win the region after, after obviously having won regions and um, everything you played in high school, and now you were going to play in the Sweet Sixteen as a coach? Right? Is that what's that feel like? Oh, I was so thrilled for the kids. Yeah, I, I was so happy for them. Could <laughs> that whole time frame through the year before, even the year before that, the community. Um, students and were so awesome. Traveled no matter where we went. Even back in ninety two, ninety three, they had a, they had a great group. But that followed even the alumni from that group. But I was so thrilled for the kids. Uh, it, it was bittersweet. My father in law. Sorry, no. He just passed away the the day before we played Holmes. So after we won. Um, I found my family and let the kids um, enjoy themselves. And I stayed back. That's the way I always am. Sure. It's it's about the kids. And, uh, you know, I hugged my wife and my kids. And uh, the funeral was the day before we went to state. And it, But, you know, it's life. You have to deal with it. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, you said I played in it. And I tell them all the time, every team that I've ever coached, there's nothing like playing in the Sweet 16. I, I tell them I can t- remember getting off the bus, going in the locker room at Freedom Hall. I could tell you exactly what time we took the floor. And uh, we lost in the quarterfinals that year. I can tell you what time we got back to our hotel. And uh, it's like my, my wife says, I have useless information. But yeah. it, it until you have, you experience, you can't really explain it. And I'm very fortunate to play and coach in it and – you know, when it's all said and done, I think that's when you really realize what you have accomplished because you're in the moment. And, uh, you know, I thought we could beat Mason County. I, I thought we matched up well against them. They were a little stronger than us. And, uh, you know, I still, if we'd have been a transit this year, I would still have one of the coaches from the other schools said, if that number 30 didn't get hurt, you would have been state champions. And I just say, well, you know, it's, it's a part of it. We, we just had a little bit on luck. We were going for the win. Uh, we set up a three for Matt, and the kid from Mason County made a heck of a play. Uh, he did walk, but, you know, with, <laughs> but with what was it, 1.1 1. 1 sec, what's the probability of us going 80-something feet and scoring? Would I like to have the chance? Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's the breaks of the game. And, yeah. uh, you know, I slept well other than my freshman coach snoring all night, but uh, – you know, the kids were thrilled, and they were obviously disappointed, but it's an awesome feeling. So as a coach, and I've had this conversation with our coaches before, you know, winning that region, and, you know, like you had talked about before when you went to St. Henry and you felt that early on, especially you were a better baseball coach than a basketball coach. Like, you know, I got a pretty good deal here, and maybe I could have done better that first year at St. Henry. Do you think that winning that region and – getting that done kind of validates you as a coach 
Or is that is that bullshit? <laughs> I've heard people talk about this, so I, that's why I asked. No, I, I never look at it that way. I, I look at it, um, you know, my job is to teach. And if I didn't do a good job at that, of teaching the kids more, obviously basketball is important, but if I haven't done a good job teaching them the right way, then I don't think I've done a very good job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed. A lot of kids come back. And that's, that says it all. Every, uh, right around Thanksgiving, um, I used to do it handwritten, and then I finally learned how to use a computer. But I write, every kid that played his senior year, I sent him a letter. And uh, that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about me. I've never thought that. And, you know, there are people out there that it, they think it's about them and on all levels. But, uh, no, not really. I, like I said, I was just thrilled for the kids. Sure. Just like this year, that group that won uh, the state, I just sit back and seeing the smiles on their face, uh, It's that's what it's all about. So before we get into that, I have a gift for you. <laughs> You're, this is the first gift we've given a guest. That's ought to be good. So <laughs> I, before each show, as I'm writing out like kind of the show notes, and I look for pictures. <laughs> to use well no no it's okay it's all right i look for pictures to use for the template that we put out that says you know hey this is the episode number this is our guest and it's got a picture of the guest and i when i did a google search this one picture came up and i'm like dude this picture is awesome <laughs> okay how do i even get this so i had to buy the right to use to have this picture it's the first picture we've had to buy yeah, yeah. i had to buy it from the buy- from the ap Oh, I'll so Terry Bamker. No, and it, no, no, no. And then I sent it to Adam. I'm like, oh, geez. so Adam was helping me get pictures. And when I saw that, I'm like, dude, I, I need this is I need this one because it's got the mustache. <laughs> and um, as someone who has now won a region that. And look, I joke with your son about the Dave Faust scowl. I'm like, this picture has <laughs> got to have the Dave Faust scout that just, you know, but I grew up with coaches that you knew, like you knew when they were unhappy with you. Dave Faust has a distinct scowl when you're not doing what's supposed to be done. You're old school in that way. So I like this picture because there I is no scowl. Hold on. You've probably never seen this picture. I bet I have. You think you have? Okay. So I had it printed and then I went and bought a really nice frame for you to have. And I'm using it. It's yours. <laughs> and in this picture is yep. young Adam. Yep. That's for you, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So now you can put that, you can take it home and put it next to your dresser and your wife can be like, oh. Not another one. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That was after we beat uh, Simon Kent. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. as soon as they let me down, I went with uh, my wife and my daughters. I love it. I love that picture. So as soon as <laughs> I, I saw st- it, I needed it. I should have stored some of that hair. <laughs> I know. So it's just a it's just a great night. So I mean, this the look, right? You can't you can't replicate it. And if your son was Thank wondering you. if you are actually his dad, I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting away from that. So let's talk a little bit. Okay, first things first. Let's talk about last year's team. Uh, just you know, because they were all late champs, and it was last year, right? You know. 25 and 5 season, district champs, all A state champs, um, regional semifinalists. What about, talk about that year a little bit last year. Well, it was a great group of kids. Um, 
you know, I can say that about all my kids, in all honesty. But a lot of them had played together growing up, and they played on AAU teams together. And um, we uh, started out good and then go down to Cuff and, you know, they take care of business. And uh, we get back on our feet again, and uh, we go down in, um, to Moorhead and play in Round County. And we beat, uh, I forget what, t- Louisville – uh, Christian Academy of yep. Louisville. And then we lost a game to uh, the host school, which I thought we should have won. And uh, it was disappointing the way some of our kids acted. We came back and played uh, our second district game against Ludlow. And um, then right after that, we gained a lot. We beat Lexington Catholic. And uh, that gave us a lot, a lot of confidence. Yeah. And um, I think that might have been their first loss, right? It was. And it, we had played them just before. Right? Yeah, in December, man. It was one of the best teams of the in the best state last year. Unbelievable yeah. team. And that gave us a lot of confidence. And then uh, then we came right back, and, and we beat uh, Dixie um, in, the, in, our, in our seed mm-hmm. game. And then we went into to the A, and we played. It's, it's kind of, you know, going back to 2003, um, we beat uh, Holy Cross, Newcath, and we beat Lloyd in the finals. And this one was Holy Cross, Newcath, and Beechwood, um, and you know we should have probably lost to Newcalf. Uh, Reed Ravenscraft made a heck of a play on a on a missed free throw, out out jumped everybody, got it, and then I'm not sure if it was wide or Jude found him underneath, bringing the ball down. Because uh, I just say at that point in time you get the ball and you go. Yeah. And uh, so they he made the shot and made the free throw, and we ended up winning and. You know, the Beachwood game, we jumped out, and, you know, they were very good, and they came back on us, and we held held on to win. And, you know, it, going down there, we beat, the, I think, the second rank behind. We were the number one seed. And, you know, the kids know more about that or the, than, I, than I do. I don't pay much attention to, to Cantrell's ratings, I guess, what no. it was. And Dave's a friend of mine, actually, and he sends me this stuff all the time. And uh, But the kids knew it, and in Somerset, that was a war. Um and you know, they have some football players, and they were very physical, and they were quick. And uh, we didn't play very well, and, and then we caught fire at the end. And then the hazard game, the same way at half, and then the second half we just came out and played extremely well. And, and again, the same thing uh, with uh, Frankfurt. Fr- with Frankfurt, we got up, and it was kind of all of a sudden we started playing not to lose, and they got on fire. And, you know, that just propelled us on there um, to the rest of the year. And we lost to Beachwood on senior night, which they got some revenge, and they were the better team. And then uh, we just went through and finished the season very well. And uh, Dixie in, in the finals was – I don't think we took the lead until maybe just over a minute or under a minute. And uh, – Roddy does such a great job with that group. And um, and then we played Solly the first round, and Solly does a great job at Cooper. And, you know, I try to tell the kids, we played them the first game, and I don't know how bad we beat them. I try to tell them, and you know how that is. No matter what you tell them, they're probably not going to listen. And we got a few breaks there and, and over time, and then it ended on a sour note. I mean, Covington Catholic, obviously the regional champs, and um, they were the better team than we were, than we were, and they put it to us. And, you know, and – it, it all of a sudden it ends in a thud, and then you don't you don't even get to enjoy it because yeah. everything closes down. So we had a virtual a virtual banquet, and uh, 
we had one my manager spoke in it and he took over from me and the parents are probably thinking why don't we do this every year <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't get to have a banquet at all we didn't do anything virtually we just gave you know had them when they came in to pick up their stuff at the end of the school year or turn their stuff in and i still have probably half of them in there i spent two hours working on that and you know couldn't whatever didn't even get a chance to get it to them are you guys doing anything are you guys on shutdown too right now we are. We finished. My, uh, Monday night was our yeah. last one. But to backtrack a second, and, and I'll say this every year, uh, you know, my four seniors, you know, you, you know how it is. If you don't have senior leadership, you know, you can go in the tank. And my seniors did a really good job. And they know I'm not slighting them if they, if they listen to this. They know that, you know, some the better players, the better basketball players were be behind them. But they didn't take a back seat, and they were they were good leaders. So, I knew when we scrimmaged here. Obviously, we scrimmage every year, right? And you guys came in with this group, and we were young. I knew, and we had just the football kids had just been here. They had practiced maybe one day, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was not much hope there. But when I watched those kids play, I thought, then St. Henry's really good. Like they could win the ninth. That's how good you know. That obviously you know, Cuffcath won the region and had a hell of a team, but seeing those kids play and just how they played together. And I think that's the one takeaway that in the 16 years that I've been here and the 21 years in high school, you know, that for my first five years at Dayton, you know, coaching against Jimmy Getz, um, who's still a really good friend of mine. It, the kids at St. Henry, they do it the right way because they know what's expected of them. That does not mean that there aren't going to be years with, you know, kids who don't buy in. I think everybody deals with that. But no doubt. you have uh, – you, do, you don't deviate much from your style and your system. Um, but you still – the kids do a really good job of molding around what works for you guys. And uh, it's just kudos to you, honestly. Thank you. You know, I mean, I, I joke every time we scrimmage you. And you run it. Something ends in the flex, and I'm like, there, and it works every single time. And I see it setting up, and then I'm screaming, "It's the flex! Switch this! What? No, lay up, lay up!" And I'm like, "How the hell does that even work anymore?" Right? I mean, it just. But no, it is. No, you're right. But it, but it's just it's execution. That's all it is, execution. Um, but I've watched you coach enough, and you know when I like I told Kevin Gray that you were coming on, you know. You know, Dave Faust is Jesus Christ. Might as well be. Um, I have him full, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when he was coaching here and we would go and we would scout and you, a game that you were coaching in, he was like, watch Dave Faust here. Watch what they do here. You know, it just, it's way, he was the same way with Buddy Biggs. You know, we would go watch a Pendleton game. He would take his notebook and he would be writing down the out-of-bounds plays just because he wanted to take, keep them because Buddy, had, it's just, that's just what he did, does awesomely. Um, same thing for you. So I want to ask Last thing about St. Henry as we wrap up here. So putting in the words, 28 years of what being at St. Henry has meant to you. I mean, a lot of loyalty there, being there that long. Oh, no doubt. Um, and it starts at the top with Dave Otte, very loyal to me. Um, I had a couple chances to go. As a matter of fact, uh, I won't name them, but – I came very, very close to leaving. It was my daughter's eighth grade graduation. And I've talked to her. Um, I didn't say anything. Karen knew. Um, I wouldn't say anything to Adam. But 
I said, okay, Molly, here's the deal. I got a chance to go here. Would you want to go to school here? She looked at me and she goes, why? And I said, well, I got a really good offer here that I think I'm going to take. And she goes, I don't want you to leave. And I called the person that night. I walked up and down my driveway. He didn't believe me. He kept offering more and more. And I said, Mike, that's not it. I said, I'm being honest with you, you know, and, um, she, uh, both my kids, uh, Molly and Adam graduated from St. Henry. So all the way through from first grade, when we were over at the old building, you know, I got to see my kids every day. Now, is it like being a regular parent and seeing them, you know how it is from October through March? No, but I got to take them to school where I got to see them. Now, when she got to school, I'd say hi to her. She wouldn't even acknowledge me, but, uh, I had another one, and we came off one of my worst uh, years with uh, with our program. I loved the kids. It, we just we weren't very good. My best player uh, in the hurt his ankle, and that year I was called and had an offer, and they wanted me to interview, and I was going to, and uh, I went into tape to Dave Otty's office and told him I couldn't do it. I said I can't leave you like this, and I don't care what the outside people think that I was leaving because what was coming it, it's just when it all comes down to it and I know I've said this multiple times it's the kids and it's not just my basketball players uh the kids that I get to coach obviously is, is I spend more time with them but the kids in the classroom um you know I have a lot of respect for them and uh you know I've been very very loyal to Dave because he was loyal to me and uh see I think that's something where we're from Oh, I do there's no it. doubt. 100. percent There's it. no doubt. I mean, 16 years here, you know, I would not have left Dayton unless they didn't fire me, and <laughs> you know, and until I get fired here, I mean, I could see, I can totally see a scenario like that. And it's just, you know, I look at Bob and Carl and New Cast, same deal. Yeah. And you know, Ronnie's come back and and forget the coaching part. You know, being a principal, I don't know how he does it, um, especially after a scare. But you know, and again, I, I think growing up has like you said, has a lot to do with it. And uh, it, it's just been special. I, I, I've been blessed. Um, without my wife, there, there's no way, because we have a special needs daughter who works. <laughs> she's back to work before I am. She's working back. She works at Redwood. Mm-hmm. And for her to be able to get her off the bus at times when she was going through the Boone County schools, and uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to do this, you know, and, uh, I can't thank, well, my family enough, you know, Adam and, and Molly watching Emily being being around her. And it's just, you know, my in-laws, my two youngest, they're, uh, my wife is from eight, but my two, uh, the three youngest went to St. Henry. So I had known all around and been around it well when Gary Schulte went there. Uh, I used to go out there and play their open gyms. When Ronnie was there, I was still at New Cave. We had them different nights. I went out there. So I was very familiar with the community and it, it's just, it's been a special place. What was it like to have Adam on your staff? <laughs> well, it was awesome. And, and let me tell you a story. When I lost a, assistant freshman coach and, you know, Adam was drawing plays up when he was in grade school in second grade, he started a, uh, um, March madness pool where you charging people a nickel or a dime when he was like in the first and second grade to it. And Ronnie Don used to call him Adam the Greek after Jimmy the Greek. And, uh, cause he just loves the game so much, <laughs> but, 
But when we, um, when I had an opening on on Jimmy's staff, I go, Adam, I said, you know anybody wants to coach? And I was hoping it was him. He goes, well, let's see, John Wooden, Mike Shashevsky, and uh, he just started naming all the nice. I just went on. So I got another one of my former players to coach, uh, and it ended up I lost another one. So then I moved him up, and then all of a sudden Jimmy said something, Jimmy Getz said something, and all of a sudden Adam's interested. So he took the job, and, you know, he, he's got a, a very keen mind for he basketball. He, and I know he's my son. Um, if he ever gets his opportunity, he'll be better than his old man. He's going to be a good head coach. He's a really good coach now. John, Thank you. I, no, he is. He is, seriously. He's, but you know what? Being the son of a coach and growing up in a gym, I don't I mean. I well, just, his mom wasn't real happy, let me tell you. Oh, I believe it. When he switched his major right at the oh, end. Oh, okay. She was not happy. I can't repeat. No, I can, no it's okay. <laughs> you can, but yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand that. But, you know, um, did you so you did you coach Adam? Did he play in basketball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was stressful at times, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. He's yeah. the only favorite player I've ever had. Uh, he might not say that, but no, he probably he would. When when I was going to say this, because you know, talked about staff. You've had a pretty loyal staff too around uh-huh. you, and staff makes everything right. Yep, well, Jimmy's been with me. <sighs> Probably 24 to 27. Yep. I've only. And you coach his boys. Yep. All three of them. I've only had Kevin Shea for three or four years and Bob Bigger for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I've only had two people in the building with me the whole time. And everybody else has been a pair of professionals. And, and most of them have been kids that I've coached. That's, I mean, besides Jeremy, all of my assistants, the other which, four or five, whatever, there are four or five of them. They're former is, players. Which is awesome. Yeah. Former players here. So I don't know if that's showing my age or <laughs> well, when my hair gets longer, before I get a haircut, the kids will be like, you got a lot of gray. I'm like, bro, you don't even know. So, <laughs> well, coach, I really, really appreciate it that you come on. Um, you are, like I said, in the pantheon of coaches in North Kentucky, brother. I mean, it's Dave Faust yeah. is in that conversation. And it's got nothing to do with accolades, wins, losses. I think it's number one, the way you treat people. You've always been incredibly kind to me. Uh, I told Adam that, you know, when I was a sophomore in high school, so this was probably your second year at St. Henry, walking out of the tunnel, going out to the floor, we crossed paths, and you said, Mr. Fromar, good luck tonight. And I'm like, again, and I mean this. I was a JV scrub that no one besides Rob Detzel probably knew my name. And I just thought, holy, who's this guy? I mean, he knows everybody, right? <laughs> Dave, this Dave Fowles. So, but it's amazing that the things that just, just the little things you remember, things, something like that, right? Um, and then, you know, it's kind of like I talked to you before about Stan Stidle, you know, how, how the kind of role that he played in my life. And all because of, you know, something that happened before I was even born. Um, just, it's just amazing. You've always been very kind to me. Ever since I was a freshman coach at Dayton and, you know, sitting in coaches meetings for our head coaches at the St. Henry for the pizza and beer night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I told you on the phone that you, Brian, and Eddie, I almost never left Newcath to go to St. Henry because you guys were coming in. It was a good class. Yeah. 
our class was a really good class, and there were some really good athletes in the year behind us in Eddie's class as well. Um, not that I was the athlete in any of those, but you know, the group itself was really good, and it, I would imagine it was a fun group to coach. I could imagine um, you'd have to ask. Rob Detzel and, and Mr. Don, but, uh, yeah, but, <laughs> oh, I have one more question. I have one more question and then we're going to wrap up. Where did this Elmer nickname come from? <laughs> that is my grandfather's name. Okay. That lived up on Beale street. South Newport, South Newport. That's where I told you. I spent much of my yeah. time up there. So, um, being up there all the time, that's where I got uh, my nickname from all my friends up on the hill. Probably Mark Pompilio is the one that gave it to me. And to be honest with you, when I came to St. Henry, when people were calling me Dave, I didn't answer right away. It, it you know, it finally clicked in because everybody calls has been calling me Elmer since I was gee, uh, third, fourth grade, maybe even maybe even younger than that. Yeah. But, uh, that's Adam told me. To, Adam told me to start it off by that. And I said, <laughs> "There's no way." Are you uh, kidding? No, me? I'm proud of it. I'm, Adam told me, he also told me a story that you were once offered a head coaching job, but he cried and you turned it down. I don't know how true that is, but that's what, that's what at his, you know, in his memory. Well, Coach Dave Faust, um, really, really appreciate it, man. You survived this quarantine and this, <laughs> this summer here. But uh, Dave Faust, St. Henry basketball coach, ninth region champion, two-time All-A state champion. Hall of Famer, Coach of the Year, recipient, and a legend. Thanks, Coach. No, thank you.